it hasn't happened yet, but we are going to see at some point along the way where we'll have something, whether it's a chip inside us or something we're looking through or speaking through that will automatically translate into a different language. So I can see people using the argument, hey, I don't really need to learn a language because in 10 years or 15 years, we're going to have this thing where we're going to just be able to sort of translate on the spot. Um, and that is true. Or is it? Will the only teacher that language learners know be called Alexa and the go-to source, Google Translate? Google apps are never going to do this for you. They're going to make it easier to find a bathroom in Finland. You just heard from first Kat Cohen and then Tom Morris. They're weighing in on the question I've been asking so many people on America the Bilingual. Why bother question? Why bother because technology is going to make language learning obsolete? Welcome to the podcast of America the Bilingual, where we believe that speaking two languages can be twice as good for our country. I'm Steve Levine, the founder of the America the Bilingual Project. In this episode, we'll explore the question of whether machines can replace humans when it comes to learning another language. Kat Cohen, by the way, the first voice you heard predicting our futuristic future, is fluent in Spanish and French and is grooming her girls to be as well. Tom Morris knows Latin and ancient Greek. You know, uh, uh, the Greeks had a, a great uh, sense of that. The value of anything consists in how we use it. Any translation technology, just like technology itself, you can use it in wonderful ways or in terrible ways. It's up to us. Did I mention that Tom is a philosopher? Like both Tom and Kat, most of the people we've talked to see language technology as a helpful tool to have in your language learning toolbox, but not necessarily the most critical one. Here's Ted Zero, who teaches Latin. Computers, definitely, the algorithms are always improving in terms of what it is that they can communicate, but intercultural competence, that's the missing piece that the algorithm will never be able to provide. Greg Roberts, who works on the national level for dual education, agrees. You have to understand that language and culture are linked. You can never understand a person's culture unless you understand the language. And a machine is just not going to do that. Adam Ross, who teaches Chinese, told me how he tested one technology program's Chinese. And some of the translations I put in didn't quite fit. And Adam says a language like Chinese is challenging because it uses characters in writing and tonal changes in speaking. As far as the language technology for this... Well, it's not there yet, and we actually need people to develop that technology. The technology doesn't happen on its own. That's true even for a language that's in the same family as English, like Portuguese. Adam is also teaching himself some Portuguese and has used the language app for this as well. I can read just fine, given that I, I can speak a little Spanish, but I can't have an interpersonal conversation. You need humans to, to help with those skills. We need humans now, 
but will we always? Machine learning is only going to get better at what it does. In fact, at least two new earpieces that act as AI translators appeared on the scene while we were researching this episode. They're designed to sound more like natural conversation and less like machine translation. Technology has a marvelous way of besting itself, but will this best be good enough? George Stewart, who teaches Spanish, believes there's a finite distance that technology can take us before it cannot take us any farther. It's one thing to sort of learn the grammar and have some command of a different language. It's another thing to have some sort of empathetic cultural understanding of the people with whom you're communicating. And ultimately, that piece becomes really, really important as you're trying to develop relationships with people you don't know. And I don't think the technology is ever going to cross that, that boundary. I think that Rose Marie Abrams, another Spanish teacher, doesn't feel that machine learning will ever be best. But even so... There are people out there who can sit down and they can use technology and learn the language. They've got authentic speakers that they can listen to. Uh, they can practice over and over and over. They can learn the mechanics of the reading and then of the writing, and they can figure it out. For language teachers, this means keeping a delicate balance between machine learning and human interaction. The students today, if you don't include technology in their learning, they feel like it is not relevant. We must adapt to how students learn today and maintain the ways we know work Just about all gains in technology raise concerns over what we will lose. This goes back at least to Socrates. He worried that the new invention of writing would mean that students would lose their ability to remember. Tony Tyson and Carrie Toth, both language teachers, voice the concern that others also have about what we might lose with machine learning. And my question is, why do we fear face-to-face -face and negotiation and communicating with others? Whenever we have machine translation, you lose that personal connection with the culture and the people. And that connection, says Yuli Fisher, is what you gain with human-based learning. Yuli, by the way, is monolingual, but is seeing to it that her two boys are not. You kind of lose a connection to people that you would never get from just um, having it translated in your ear or on your computer. By now, your ear may have caught how several of our experts linked language with culture. It's something we heard a lot. Here's Linda Ignatz, the head of the Global Seal of Biliteracy. So language is not just the words that a machine might be able to interpret for you. It's also the cultural nuances. Um, do you have the understanding of what's going on in that other global environment? And here's Jim Lyons, an advocate of dual language education. There is another level of knowledge that is contextually rooted in culture, in traditions, in knowledge, contained within a language, but not necessarily translated. Jenny Messner immersed herself in Portuguese as an AFS student in Brazil. Asked about machine learning, she told me, if technology helps us to learn another language faster, I think that's terrific. But there's a caveat. 
There will never be a technological replacement for face-to-face conversation. It's all human. Not that long ago, when ebooks came to be, there were many who said that electronic books would replace print books. Some saw this as a wonderful thing, others as not so wonderful. But the reality is that the new electronic technology did not replace the heritage technology of paper. Instead, many readers, myself included, now enjoy both. I think it's much the same with language learning. Should we use the many outstanding apps and programs available to us? Absolutely. But can they replace the human factor? We'll talk more about this in our next episode when I share with you a chapter from my book, America's Bilingual Century. In the meantime, let's have our philosopher, Tom Morris, have the last wise words on this subject. We always want shortcuts, and nothing wrong with shortcuts. Nothing wrong with simple tools for people in a hurry. But to let that replace the opportunity to enrich your life, to grow yourself in a new direction, would be a tragedy. Technology can never replace our need to grow. We're in a state of what Aristotle called becoming. And if we decide, nope, I'm not going to learn anything new. I'm just going to let technology take care of everything for me. You're abdicating your becoming. Be sure to check out our episode notes on americathebilingual.com to learn more about the people you heard from in this episode. And then click on the book page of americathebilingual.com to read about my book, America's Bilingual Century, and download a couple free chapters. You'll also see what lots of reviewers think about the book, including our philosopher, Tom Morris, and the co-founder of the hugely popular Duolingo app, Luis Van On. My thanks to the America the Bilingual Project team, including Fernando Hernandez and his production house, Esto No Es Radio, who provides sound design and mixing. Mim Harrison, our editorial and brand director, who wrote this episode. Caroline Dowdy, our digital maven. Carlos Plaza, our creative director. And Carla Hernandez at Daruma Tech, who manages our website, americathebilingual.com. I invite you to follow America the Bilingual on Facebook, along with the Lead with Languages campaign run by our friends at ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine.